0: It's June 5th, 2019. Welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we've got Meghdad gun, and he's going to tell us about the revival of startup grind. And then we have our drone expert, Ted Ralston, from UH's Applied Research Lab, here to talk about unmanned aerial systems and the Drone Boot Camp. First up, I want to tell you about the Mana Up Summer Showcase, which is tomorrow, Thursday, June 6th, over at T Galleria by DFS Hawaii in Waikiki. The showcase will feature pitches from 10 trending local product companies, followed by a marketplace with 25-plus vendors, and a party also featured um, is a chance to win a weekend getaway for two to the Big Island. Now I'm happy to have Dad, also known as Daddy, Abuzarigan, and he is here to tell us about the revival of Startup Grind Honolulu. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I know that Startup Grind Honolulu was around at least a couple of years ago, and and, uh, there were a couple of events, but it sort of went silent, and it was kind of a hiatus, and and now they've got young <laughs> McDaddy here. Yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> okay, so tell me, how did you decide that you wanted to pick it up and give it a revival?
1: I had a great experience with Startup Grind myself. I built a company in Phoenix, Arizona, mm-hmm. and Startup Grind Phoenix was where I found all my friends. That's where I found my community. That's where I was able to find funding and all of that. So I w- when I was when I came to Honolulu, I was surprised that there was no uh, local chapter. So mm-hmm. I applied, and you know, I shared the same story with the uh, global community, and this, they decided to uh, choose me as the local chapter uh, director.
0: So you did find that uh, there was a previous a previous uh, version of uh, yes. a startup grant, yes. right? Yes, I, I didn't and know then, so that. So there was a kind of a transition, uh, not, well, maybe a handoff from yes, the previous resurrecting it. Resurrecting, yes. Right? So
1: yeah. now we are uh, we're partnering with Impact Hub, mm-hmm. and they're helping us out to make this uh, even better. Than last time, so I'm really excited about this project.
0: Now, uh, Google is kind of a, a partner in this. I mean, what's what's Google's role?
1: So, Google for startups, uh, they we have a partnership with them. So they uh, partner, uh, they sponsor the global chapter of um, Startup Grind. How many Startup Grinds
0: are there? Do you know uh, uh, around the world? Five hundred chapters oh, across yeah? the world. Yeah, and and um, I'll I'll let you tell us who the uh, guest is for the first one. But how typically do the you know the managers of startup Grand get the guests to come speak so we we just look for great stories so i i've been
1: looking for great stories in honolulu getting connected with uh, some of the uh, you know players here like startup uh, blue startups mm-hmm. Mana up mm-hmm. uh, sultan ventures and i'm looking for great stories in innovation entrepreneurship and tech startups so I reach out and find the the, the speakers, and if someone is, uh, they have a great story. Please, you know, they can email me, and I'll, I'd love to talk to them and uh, bring them as a as a guest.
0: So tell us who is your first guest for the you know sort of the relaunch of Startup Grand Honolulu.
1: We're going to host uh, Jawan Moon. She's the head of community with uh, We Funder, and she also runs uh, an accelerator called XX. Mm-hmm. And how did you find her? I found her through Impact Hub. Impact Hub is running a campaign on WeFunder. And um, I was like, well, I want to know who's behind WeFunder. And I got connected with uh, Jiwon. And she had a great story. And uh, her story inspired me to, to to talk to her more and bring her as a guest. Mm-hmm. And Jiwan is what, based out of the Bay Area? San Francisco Bay Area. Uh-huh. And she'll I- be here. And uh, they're also running a uh, another program called uh, Workaway, mm-hmm. um, which is... A, seven days, I believe it's seven days in a mansion in Honolulu, Hawaii, where uh, they are bringing uh, people with startup ideas to um, uh, get together, work on their ideas, get a mentorship, um, and build their companies.
0: Well, that sounds great. So let's uh, get into the details. So where is this going to take place and when is it going to take place?
1: It's going to take place on uh, June 13th, next week on Thursday from 5.30 okay. p.m. to 8.30 at Impact Hub Honolulu.
0: And tell me, you have some others uh, lined up, right? You have other speakers lined up. So you yes. have a whole schedule in mind. Yes.
1: We, our next event will be July 18th. So June 13th is with Javon, And then we're going to host um, Jules Sukabat. He sold Order Dynamics uh, back in, uh, I think it's 2013 for $13.5 million. Mm-hmm, He's mm-hmm. an you know, investor, entrepreneur with multiple exits. Um, and we are still looking for a speaker that we're, we're talking to a few people for okay. our August 29th
0: event. Well, I'll definitely help, uh, help uh, promote some of these uh, upcoming events. So if you were to characterize what Startup Grind is really trying to achieve, how would you, uh, let's say, articulate that? So for, for the
1: local community, we want to document the process of entrepreneurship. But mm-hmm. in, as a global chapter, we want to inspire and educate entrepreneurs. That's that's the and you know our values the they're very um, uh, dear to me. We want to make sure people are there to find friendship. It's not just networking or finding contacts. It's about friendship. It's about helping others, and um, so that's really resonates with me. So I want to make sure I I can create that
0: here in uh, Honolulu well. that's well. great, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, you're know you young, and I think, uh, I think it'll give some good energy to the revival of uh, Startup Grind. Thank so you. where can people actually sign up and find out more about Startup
1: Grind? So they can go to startupgrind.com
0: forward slash Honolulu. Okay, very good. Thanks, Meghdad, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by Ted Ralston, and we'll talk about drones, so don't go away. This is Bite Marks Cafe.
1: Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Locations, Haleakala Waldorf School, and Honolulu Waldorf School. I
2: became aware of public radio first when I was in graduate school. I was a very fast fan, and from that point on, every place that I've ever lived, I seek out the public radio station on the radio dial, even if I'm vacationing someplace. And if there's any drive involved, I'm looking for the public radio station where I go.
0: Member supported. Hawaii Public Radio. Radio with vision. Listen and see. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. Now joining us is Ted Ralston. He's a longtime friend of Bite Marks Cafe. He's also the director of Unmanned Aerial Systems over at the University of Hawaii's Applied Research Lab. And, of course, the resident drone expert. Welcome to Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks, Bert. Good to be back. Yeah, and, you know, we always have you on talking about some activity with uh, unmanned aerial systems and drones and Maybe I'll have you give us a, a, you know, maybe a quick, um, what is happening? I know you're you're always involved. Every time I call you up, you're on the field doing something interesting. What are some of the highlights of the projects that you're working on? Well,
2: that's a really good good question, Bert. There's a lot going on, uh, not just here in Hawaii, but nationally as well. In fact... uh, We've got three people from Hawaii in D.C. right now, in Washington, D.C., attending meetings with the FAA and with the ASTM, which are standard-setting organizations. And that tells you how, how intense the work going on is if we send three people mm-hmm, all the way to mm-hmm. D.C. to be part of these meetings. So there's a lot of policy change going on. Uh, there's uh, the Revitalization Act of the FAA uh, had in it a bunch of mandates that it has to perform, including beyond line of sight, flight over people, automatic identification. There's a number of... Things that are happening and the business is really maturing fast.
0: It is and, maturing fast. You know, the geek meet was uh, 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 just a couple of weeks ago. Well, actually, it was last week, I guess. And then what happened was, you know, up until this time, I thought that there was a kind of a no-drone-fly zone. But it changed, and so these things are changing rapidly. How do you actually keep up with all the changes that are happening? That's
2: that's a really good question. It it is tough to keep up, and in fact, uh, the information that comes out sometimes is kind of confusing. Mm -hmm. So it takes a while to sort it out and and get it straight. But there's basically three aspects that you always have to uh, remain uh, uh, cognizant of. One is the airspace aspects. Mm -hmm. That's owned by the FAA, managed by the FAA, authorized by the FAA. So the airspace itself is an FAA function until we in, until it's a change. But right now that's where it is. So that's number one, and the FAA rules are written up on their website, and is a, 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 a no before know before you fly. K n o w before you fly is a, uh, a website that the FAA has that provides guidance to drone operators. However, that's dealing only with their part. The, the airspace mm-hmm. the uh, landowners uh, where you're standing and where you're flying over those areas have some interest and some control over what you can do as well, so for example in the city parks uh, and the state parks to have a, a different structure of how they're how they're managing drones. you have to have a conditional use permit on the state parks mm-hmm. uh, you have to have a city permit on the in the city parks except for the ones that are designated for flying. So that's an that's a, uh, issue that you have to take care of as well, land, land ownership. The third issue that you have to take care of is making sure you're not uh, doing anything that's, that's harmful or, or careless or threatening people or property. And um, so there's, uh, that's a law enforcement function. So, it's, again, it's a really complicated
0: set of overlapping rules that don't exist all in one place. So your three people that are uh, in, in Washington, D.C. now, what are they coming back to provide? Are they cu- getting educated? Are they getting policies, what, best practices? What are they actually learning there that they can bring back to Hawaii?
2: Did I tell you to ask me that question? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, it's written down. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, what we've got going in Hawaii is a, uh, a, a beginning interest over in the legislature, we're getting like a five-year plan going here to mm-hmm. incorporate UAS and, incorporate and integrate UAS operations into the infrastructure, public safety, the economy, education, and health and welfare. And uh, 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 fundamental to that is knowing what the other states are doing, how they're integrating, and the FAA is where these actions are all sort of centered. So because the FAA is having this meeting on that subject, uh, we sent some folks across to learn that. When they come back, uh, they will brief uh, our team and brief uh, a group in the legislature, and uh, even up to the lieutenant governor, mm-hmm. uh, who is now part of the, he's now Hawaii's member in the Aerospace States Association, which is a, uh, e- even a higher level than the FAA in terms of the business aspects of drones. So we see a, a meshing starting to happen here. Things is like a mesh network that's sort of self-forming. And uh, our our task is to make sure that we Lead, let all the nodes uh, uh, exist and, and get refreshed with information.
0: Mm-hmm. And in terms of the kinds of things that might uh, result with the legislature, are they trying mm-hmm. to come up with some policy? Are they trying to encourage more economic development as a result of uh, you know getting involved with uh, UASs? I mean, what what do you think is the objective?
2: That's another question that you that I asked you to write. You, you wrote that, that yeah, down. Yeah, it. Yeah, okay, There's a good. whole bunch of stuff that you wrote. Uh, down that's uh, Economics is the driver here, mm-hmm. and uh, economics, of course, uh, has to be have public safety and have other factors along with it. It can't be uh, un-, un uncontrolled. Right. So basically, it's to let Hawaii join in the evolving business aspects of drones, but in the in the process of doing that have the 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 population taken care of. So one of the ideas that's on the table is for each of the four counties to have a condition of some kind that is. Uh, fragile or is uh, at risk right now that could be served by drones in some way that would be better than it is today. The, the example is Kalapapa on Molokai. Um, if we can get a uh, uh, a drone delivery service down to Kalapapa mm-hmm. from Nepali up above, uh, take say, five pounds down of uh, high value, uh, low weight prescriptions, money, letters, things like that, how much better would the quality of life be down there for the folks who otherwise depend on the boat or the airplane to mm-hmm. come in? And so if we can find uh, four good examples on the four counties and build from the ground up and find where the issues are, find where the policy doesn't work, find where the technology needs to be improved, that's, the, that's one way to, I call it a bottoms-up way to mm-hmm. make this happen. The other way, which was suggested just last week, because before we sent the travelers over to D.C., we had a meeting over at the Fusion Center and brought a bunch of ideas to them. Uh, one of the ideas was, well, maybe Hawaii should start from the top down. And say, okay, paycom what are you doing? Uh, Noah, what are you doing? Uh, FBI, what are you doing? Uh, and have Hawaii be sort of um, holding hands with all those organizations and 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 work from a, a top level perspective and, and push push the the technology down. So we have two different approaches here: a bottoms up and and a top down.
0: Well, that's really interesting. So, which one do you <laughs> see being more? Uh, Easier to to implement. Is, is it the bottoms up approach or is it the top down approach? Because Ted, you're only one guy. I mean, you know, you're going to need a lot of help to you know bring all the people together.
2: We actually do have a lot of help. We have quite a quite a strong network. We have uh, uh, Kevin Funasaki runs the drone professional organization here in town. That's the engineers and the folks who use uh, drones in pu- in public works and such. Uh, we have others at, at ARL, Josh Levy, one of them, who's actually in D.C. now. Mm-hmm. Howard Naoni, who was retired from the fire department. Uh, Robbie Mai over at the fire department. Uh, John Pacheco there. Uh, Edlin Cam at the uh, uh, police department. So there's a lot of people are starting to become nodes in this self-forming mesh mesh network, and and we just keep depositing information out there, and the network seems to seems to go forward.
0: It, is so. it an or- organic kind of growth, <laughs> or is it something that? You know, from the position that you're in, do you help to nurture its growth? I think we
2: nurture it, but by pushing information out. Mm-hmm. And if the information is useful and valuable to people, they'll they'll be they'll participate. If information is not useful, then we'll not see them again. So I think right now we're in a, in a value added position of helping people see what uh, where the opportunities are. But when they go to these meetings, like you suggested, they come back and they tell us what's going on elsewhere. And then so our network really extends into the other states by virtue of having that kind of connectivity so uh, uh I think the answer really is the bottoms up approach is the answer that you probably need them both, but mm-hmm. the one that the people can see is the bottoms up approach. People can 't see executives going to meetings that doesn 't necessarily ring chimes at the, uh, mm-hmm. at the, at the, at the fringes of the uh, of the enterprise here
0: well so and, and in terms of the the, um, the human interest story, going back to the example of Kalapapa, uh you know, that resonates because now it helps to improve somebody's life. Amen. You get something out of it. Right. right. And and so I was going to I wanted to explore that that use case a little bit more. So as you described that kind of a function, who would actually be the deliverer of that service? Would it be a private sector? Would it be some public sector? Where what use case would be? Um, well, what organization would most applicably use that use case?
2: I think what you have to do there is examine how Kalapapa is administered today, and it would be, it retain that same administration. So
0: right now it's federal government, right, because it's, uh, it's like part of a national park.
2: It's probably two aspects of it. The federal government on the park side, there could be uh, uh, Maui County from a public safety perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's. So, I, again, you discover what the existing system is and don't change it. You supplement it by new capability, without without trying to make them retrain or relearn or generate new doctrine. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And and uh, in terms of trying to explore that further, uh, what would be the trigger points to actually take that use case to the next level?
2: I think there's a couple of aspects there. One is the, what is the administration. What is the administrative structure? How would we actually manage this? Who is responsible? Where is the funding going to come from for people to – Manage and operate it. So there's those kind of questions have to be addressed, and the technology then has to be addressed. The other side of this thing is, what kind of equipment have we got that's actually capable of doing that? Mm-hmm, We're talking mm-hmm. about some pretty turbulent wind situations there on the windward side of the of the poly, and um, we have could have rain. You could have some obscured vision if there's low hanging clouds and such. So there's a number of those issues that have to be uh, sorted out as well. Mm-hmm, so there's mm-hmm. a technical role, administrative role, bring it together, and really it would. I think, depend on the, uh, the legislative leadership uh, from the Senate and, their, and the House on, in that area and get them to buy in. And then, then there come, comes the trick. Okay, who's going someone has to still pay for this. Mm-hmm. So the ideal solution is to use this test range function that we've been designated for here in Hawaii by the FAA and get some company, uh, I can think of a few, who would benefit from having, this, having their equipment do this job and and get them out here and let them support it for a year or so until it can support itself.
0: I uh you know another thing that kind of c- comes up is during the legislative session oftentimes legislation wants to perhaps uh put some boundaries around operating drones and and maybe restricting its its uh say I don't know commercial opportunity or freedom to to do you know things. Uh how do you balance between really getting out there and, and finding economic opportunity and then you know finding the right policy that would perhaps put some limits on that?
2: Well, I, you may have noticed that uh, this year there was only two bills that were uh, that were uh, submitted. Actually, there was a, a duplicate on the House and Senate side, so there was four total pieces of paper, but there were two subject areas <clears throat> dealing with drones. And uh, compared to 35 last year and, and 25 or 30 the year before, mm-hmm. What happened is a uh, everybody in this network I'm speaking, of got together in, uh, I think it was the 23rd of January, over at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. They had a room, and everybody got there. They had all their, their equipment, and it was, we called it Drone Day. The legislators came through, the chief of police was there, and others. We actually had all the public safety people at the same table. That was uh, a breakthrough as well. But all the corners of the, of the um, empire that deal in drones were present, mm-hmm. and talking to each other, and... We had commercial suppliers there as well. So the issues kind of got sorted out right there. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Yeah. and then bills weren't needed. And so I think we'll do that again next year as well.
0: You know, I do want to talk uh, or get you to share a little bit more about some of the other cool projects that are Mm -hmm. going on. So we'll hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Ted Ralston about unmanned aerial systems and drones and all these new cool projects that are happening in Hawaii. This is Bite Marks Cafe.
1: Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to the St. Andrews Schools, which includes the Priory School for Girls, the Prep for Boys, and Queen Emma Preschool.
0: Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Ted Ralston from the Applied Research Lab over at the University of Hawaii, and we're talking about drones and Unmanned aerial systems, and of course, right before the break, we're talking about various projects that are going on and all the cool things, and I think the just the opportunity that exists in this whole arena. Now, Ted, you're, you know, you're involved with a, a number of different projects, so you know, can you share uh, like a, a few tidbits on some of the things that are really exciting to you? Uh, Bird is
2: all exciting, actually, <laughs> and uh, from the small to the large, they're all exciting and they're they're all consuming too. I'll tell you that. I will say this that. Uh, uh, one of the roles of a university is to uh, push push information out, get people to participate, and get people to understand the, what the future is and where their where, pl- where their place is here. Uh, on the 11th of June, which mm-hmm. is next Tuesday, mm-hmm. Kamehameha Day, uh, University or the Applied Research Lab is holding a the second annual drone boot camp drone boot camp over in the Les Murakami Stadium, the baseball stadium, and the public's invited. It's free, no cost, and if, you are, uh, if you've registered in advance on the website, you get free parking. Free parking, something free from the university. Wait, 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 yeah, free yeah. parking? I, I'm at the university, yeah, I got. Yeah, you got that? Right. Uh, All right. So we'll see you there, Bert. I but, definitely.
0: Uh, so, no, so, so tell me, so this boot camp, this is something that has happened uh, previously, so this is like the second boot camp. Correct. And what is it that gets uh, taught or featured or shared
2: at the boot camp? Basically, anybody who has any interest in drones or has any questions has any, or has a lot of expertise to contribute, whatever it may be, show up. And And the idea is to get everybody together again. This is at an operational level as opposed to a chit-chat level, which we had in the capital. This mm-hmm. is now on the field operating. And bring a drone if you've got one. A lot of people, as it turns out, have been given one for a present or bought one and aren't sure what to do with it. aren't sure how to even take it out of the box. And there's others who are very competent, so mm-hmm. we'll get them all together. And if you don't know what to do with your drone, we'll show you how to use it. If you have questions about uh, airspace or or uh, property owners' rights and this sort of thing, we'll talk about that. So whatever kind of questions people might have, we will be glad to address them.
0: So in terms of the the, the turnout, how did how did, what was the turnout like uh, last year, and, and what do you expect this year?
2: Last year we had about 70 participants, as mm-hmm. I recalled. And each one came with two or three either parents or friends or something. So there was probably 100, 150 people at the stadium. The governor was there, kicked it off. FAA is, was yeah, present. Okay, this is the stadium and on campus, right? Yeah. And uh, so that's same same process this year and the same attendance, I suspect, this year. And let me just give you, if I can, if I hold up this piece of paper, will the microphone pick it up? <laughs> no, I have, I have to say it. Hey, yeah. this is not video. You oh, know, sorry, or, sorry, yeah. sorry, Bert. Okay, the, the sign-up to get onto this drone boot camp and get registered is www.hawaii.edu slash ARL slash drone hyphen boot hyphen (laughs) camp. Got that?
0: Okay. You better email me that. Okay. I'll do that. Because I'm going to put that up on our show notes. I
2: will email that to you, sir.
0: You better okay. not forget now. Okay. Okay. So that's going to be coming up on the 11th, which is right. actually 10.
2: To, I should say 10 to 2 is the time. 10 to 2. Yeah.
0: And that's that's a Kamehameha day, right? Correct. So yes. Most people might be holiday vacation holiday, right? Yep. So they got some time. They might want to be able to you know break away and and get over to the to experience the bootcamp. If you got a
2: question or if you want to show your expertise, either whichever end of the spectrum you're on, come on over, and bring your drone, and we'll. we'll do something together
0: now. You got some pilots going on. You have some pilots that you you want to share. Yeah,
2: with? Uh, the uh, just one last thing. Okay, the way sure. we organize this drone boot camp, there will be an instructor and maybe ten people wrapped around and have discussions about what's going on. Fly the drones that they bring, and then after half an hour break, and another group comes in. Mm-hmm. So that's how it how it works. Oh,
0: so so you actually uh, have them come through a, a, a. It's already sort of a process. Yeah, right? you sort yeah. of process them they go through a a, routine. a reception line a right. reception line <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. and then what you fill you fill their minds with whatever information they want and then they kind of yep. proceed
2: and it's, a, it's really a fascinating conversation they have all kinds of interesting ideas and uh, one guy last year wanted to use his drone to go up the, to to inspect the mast on his on his sailing vessel to avoid having to climb the uh, climb the rigging to inspect it face to face so all, all kinds of interesting things come up.
0: Very so, good. So, I, 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 but I want to yeah. hear some of the, you know, some ah. of this interesting sort of pilots that are going on. Yeah, there's,
2: there's uh, certainly big and little going on. Okay. Um, on, on the, on the, on the sort of the medium scale, we have a, a project working on on delivering five pounds of goods similar to the Calla Papa example, but to a vessel at sea. Oh, ah. and uh, this could be uh, routine supply of material, could be emergency supply, anything like that. But that's that's a, a very a um, complicated subject with a number of moving parts, but that'll, that'll be uh, completing this summer. We hope to have another more uh, exotic version of it the following, the following year. That's kind of year-by-year kind of year basis. We just got some, um, some funding from a, a company to assist them in or assist the, the, the whole organization in going forward with mathematical expression of uh, drones flying in complex multi-element operations. That is, how do you how do you have a whole bunch of drones doing the same job? How do you who's in charge? What happens if you lose a leader? This sort of thing when you have a, a swarm in effect. Mm-hmm. And the understanding is that we've created is that it's probably a good uh, mathematical model, or a mathematical model has to underpin all that. So let's figure out what that math is. So we have got some funding to do that. Mm-hmm. So we we have some uh, work going on uh, common operating picture and in uh, tactical communications networks, how do drones connect in with a network to give information forward. And we have another project that I'm I, I, uh, really excited about. I can't uh, speak the name of the commercial organization, but it is a major commercial venture involving names that and companies that everybody knows. Uh, they're on the top of the world's financial uh, roster, uh, dealing with uh, stratospheric uh, unmanned air systems that are gigantic, about a football field in size, flying mm-hmm. to the stratosphere to provide 5G communication uh, for the equatorial belt and later the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, right here in Hawaii.
0: That's going to run up my alley since it I'm broadband guy. You're the broadband you're guy. The broadband but, uh, guy. Right. You know, you got some exciting things going on over there at the ARL. Uh, we sure do. And and uh, how can how can people actually kind of keep up with all the cool things that you're working on?
2: Wow. Um, what I can do also is send you the ARL uh, website, okay, and then you can put that out there, and people can write in questions. Write it down such. on that
0: piece of paper for later on, and then I'll I'll, I'll go with that and translate that.
2: I get them, brother. I get them.
0: Okay. So and then and so what else uh, you want to share? Again, <laughs> the, the you want to quickly say what the URL for the bootcamp is?
2: I will do that. It is www.hawaii.edu/arl. That's Alpha Romeo Lima slash drone hyphen boot hyphen
0: camp all right Ted Ralston is the director for unmanned aerial systems over at the University of Hawaii and of course uh, I want to thank you for joining us today Bert, it's been great. I love coming here. And I want to thank you for joining us and listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we will talk about Waikiki Yokocho, an Emmy Award-winning web series. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. If you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks.com. Our engineers, David Chong, and catch us on HBR1 every Wednesday. You stay awesome, and we will see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.